We hear so many different messages uh, about what a father is supposed to be, how a father is supposed to act, and, and all these different things. And we are bombarded today within the culture that we live that, that is really, it's a tough environment. Uh, uh, it's a tough environment, and some of it we've created ourselves. But I don't know where you are today, and, and you know, uh, um, I'm just going to mess with the service. The Holy Spirit messed with our first service. He totally uh, uh, threw my plan out of the window, and I'm okay with that. And I'm just going to go with, with what he has for us today. And, uh, you know, this is not going to be one of those, let's flog the dads today. You know, dad, you are bad. You know, you ain't rad. And we ain't glad. We're going to make you sad. You know, so uh, you said it's my, my day, my way. So, you know, I can say whatever I want. So, you know, she usually strikes some things out of my sermon. She yeah, reads it and I'm and usually says, no, in the front row going, Honey, no, don't no, do this. Don't say this. No, but today, today you're today. next to me and you're allowing me to say whatever I want to I'm say. Even, I'm even going to turn my microphone you, off and you can have it. Wow, that, that's pretty amazing. Uh, um, that is pretty amazing. But you know what? I, I, just, I just want you to know that it, it is within the culture that we live in today. We as, we as fathers and, you know, Fatherhood is not just, not just giving a sperm so that you can have, you know, a child. It's more than that. How many of you understand that? You know, to be a male is a matter of birth, but to be a man and a father is a matter of choice. You have to choose it. And uh, we understand that. And the Holy Spirit wants to do an amazing work in our lives today. He wants to do something for you that you cannot do for yourself. Because you see, we live in a society that we've lost our identity. We are, we've lost our moorings. We don't know who we are. And the reason we don't know who we are is because we have forgotten about who He is. And that He is our Father. And when we refer to and, and, and you know, at The Rock, we, we honor people. We honor different people in different ways because we believe that's right. We believe at The Rock Church, people should be celebrated. How, how many of you believe that? I mean, really, that people have a lot of a lot of stuff. A lot. You don't have to clap for that, but but I, I honestly believe that people should be celebrated, and uh, and we don't we don't celebrate one in and disregard the other. We don't, you know. So when we honor, and I, I think sometimes we have to be careful, but but uh, but I think we can be honest. And you know me, you know me, church, you know me that I'm not a very politically correct person. How many of you understand that? I'm working on it. So maybe not, but, uh, um, but what I mean by that is that today we want to honor the fathers and, and, and moms, when we honor dads, cause I know, listen, whenever you hear the word father, there, there's, there's, there's so many different things that can come up in your mind. For some of us, when you hear the word father, you, you, you celebrate because you had a good dad and uh, you, you have a good relationship or you had a good relationship with your father. For some of you, when you hear the word dad, you, you have a sense of loss. Maybe loss not because of what they did or they did anything wrong, but uh, just maybe they died at a young age for you, and, and you had to kind of work through that process. For some of you, when you hear the word dad or you hear the word father, it is, it is negative for you. It is like, Henny, you don't understand. You don't understand the, the, the home that I grew up in. You don't understand the dysfunction that I experienced. You don't understand the pain that my father caused me. You don't understand what he did to me, what he said to me, and how he handled me. For some of you, it is even beyond that. It's in a place of abandonment where you don't understand, you know, my father just left us. We were left on our own. And when you look at the statistics today, it is, it is a profound thing when you start looking uh, at numbers. And you realize that in the, in the 1960s, only 11% of homes 
were without a biological father. That was in the 1960s. Fast forward that with 50 years in 2010 and beyond, it's now almost 50%. So 47% of homes, there is not a biological father within the home. And in some of our communities, it's not only 47%, it is 70%. 70% of homes, there is not a father figure in it. That does not diminish the role of the mom. And it doesn't diminish the fact that moms has carried and women has carried weight that they never should have carried. And, and we as dads understand that. But that tells us that something is amiss within our society, that, that something needs to change. Because the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the glory of the old is their grandchildren, but the glory of the children is their fathers. Our fathers is supposed to be our glory. Our fathers is supposed to be the ones from whom we derive our identity, from whom we understand who we are. Because we know in the formative years of a child from the age of, of zero to five, that's the formative years, but that's when a lot of fathers are absent. We understand that. We know that. But one thing we can understand is that there is, there is redemption no matter what difficulty or pain you have come out of. No matter what dysfunction. Because people always say, well, you don't understand that I come from a dysfunctional family. How many of you know all families are dysfunctional? One way or another. We might not be as highly dysfunctional as somebody else, but why are we all dysfunctional? Because the Bible says not some of us have sinned. It said what? All of us have sinned and fall short. It's not one of them. I'm not standing up here. Uh, uh, Pastor Miranda's not standing up here because we are perfect parents. As a matter of fact, we understand God uses us in spite of us, not because of us. God uses us despite our failures, despite our past, despite the mistakes that we have made in our own lives. God uses us because God has done something in our lives where He has taken our brokenness. He has taken our woundedness. He has taken our anguish. And He's turned it around. You know why? Because Jesus comes along the scene. When you look at the Word of God and you look at the Old Testament, there's only 15 references. Uh, and two of them is references of, of the children of Israel as God as their father. So there's only, there's only 15 references as God as Father. And, and I think part of the reason is because of the societies that they were living in that, you know, with all of the fertility gods and goddesses, and there, there would have been confusion about that. So God didn't want them to be confused. But Jesus comes on the scene. And what's amazing, when Jesus comes on the scene, the number one way that Jesus tells you and I of how we address God is as Father. It's the number one way. As a matter of fact, 65 times in the Synoptic Gospel, 65 times, it's the reference as Father. Then in the book of John, over 100 times, He's referred to as Father. Think about that. 15 to 165 times in four books of the Bible. That's not even including all the references that the church does, that Paul does, and the references of Father in the doxologies, in the greetings, in the welcomings, in the grace giving. It's all about Father, our Heavenly Father. Why, why the emphasis is so that you and I can understand Jesus is not telling us that to address God as our Father is a way to address Him. He's telling us it is the way to address Him. And even collectively together, when we pray, we pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, or your name makes us holy. Our Father. Now it's difficult sometimes for some of us. It's difficult because we try to embrace, we try to, we try to wrap our mind against, how can God be a compassionate God? How, how can God be a, a good Father when I in my own life have not experienced that? And I in my own life have not had that. But I want you to know there's three things about your father that you can hold on to. Your father is compassionate. 
Say, any, what does it mean? That means that he has compassion for you and he is passionate about you. Your dad, your heavenly father is crazy about you. As a matter of fact, the way that Jesus referenced the father is a word called Abba. It's not in, in, in all the writings, in the old Jewish writings, we don't, we don't see it there. But Jesus, Jesus addresses, addresses the father as Abba, dad. Father. Now, at first we thought that that was only a reference between how young children address their fathers, but come to realize it's not. It's how children address. So, so really the root is not just daddy. It's not a cutesy term. It is a strong term. He is my father. There is, there is safety there. There's security there. There's hope there. There's healing there. There's power there. There's grace there. There's mercy there. Someone I can rely on. Why? Because he's compassionate. So no matter what I've done, every picture we have, we have a story of the prodigal son. But it's the father who's waiting for him. And when the son decides, when he comes to his right mind and he decides, I'm going to go home. Guess where the father is? He's right there waiting for him. Your father's waiting for you today. Your father's waiting for you to take that step. Some of you today are in a lot of pain. Some of you today are hurting deeply. And whenever this was day comes, some of you might not even have come to church because of that. Because Father's Day is so, so sad for you. But I want you to know that you can change that. You can change that. Father's Day can be a brand new day for you. Father's Day can be a day where you recognize, yes, maybe you had an earthly father that failed you. Maybe you had an earthly father that wasn't 100%. Maybe you had an earthly father that did not measure up. Or maybe you had an earthly father that was absent. But you know what? You have a heavenly father that's compassionate. You have a heavenly father that cares. As a matter of fact, Jesus makes the statement so clear. He said, if you being evil or natural know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? He's not a father that's mad at you. He's not a father that's always looking at you and not proud of you. Maybe some of you have never heard those words. I'm proud of you. You're my son. You're my daughter. I've got you. I'm going to hold you. Your father's compassionate. Your father's caring. Your father's constant. The Bible says we know every perf perfect gift comes from above. From the father of lights wherein there's no variation or shadow of turning he's not a shifting shadow he's not on today and off tomorrow he's not oh be careful for him today because today you might get zapped tomorrow oh he's okay you can approach him no 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 guess what your heavenly father is he is always constantly consistent and you can always approach him no matter what your state if your state is sinfulness you can approach him with your sin and your shame and your guilt. If your approach is you just need to hear a word, you can approach him like that because your dad has a word for you. And why not this morning? We collectively together as the body come to a place where we have an understanding of who he is and recognize who he is and allow him to do something in our lives that we cannot do for ourselves. You have to allow the Father to touch you make you whole and some of you have never had a father's love some of you have never had a father's hug 
you know, this society has progressed so rapidly. In the 1920s, we had most people were working in the home or from the home. Businesses were downstairs, the home were upstairs, or they were together on the farm. Families worked together. And then with the Industrial Revolution, dads had to now pick up their lunch pails and they had to leave. And for 60 to 80 hours a week, they had to leave the home and go work a job. And they were just maybe there to tuck the children away or something like that. And there was a loss. And you progress that. And you see what's happening in our society, in our day. And there's an absence there. There's a need there. And then if you fast forward it to where we are today, today we, we hear so many things about what we ought to do and what we ought not to do and how we are this and how we are that. How many of you know that sometimes it gets confusing? You know, do I lead as a father? Oh, let me not be too strong because if I do this, and you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of suffrage that, that we go through because as men, and, and I can talk as a man, right? I, I'm just double checking here. Would you allow today for me just to do something, just to mess in your business? Some of you say, Pastor, you mess in our business all the time. But I, I want to I get personal with you. I want to get up close and personal. I want to walk in your life today as your pastor and as the father of this house. I want to walk into your life and I want to tell you there's so much more that God wants to do in you and through you. That your heavenly father loves you. That he cares about you. Would you engage him? Would you come and engage him today? Some of you are just in desperate need to hear words of affirmation. You're just in desperate need to hear that your dad loves you. That your heavenly father cares about you. That he has a plan and a purpose for you. That you're not that no good son of a sausage. you just this. you just that. Why did you say to yourself, say, I am somebody. Say it, say it like you mean it. Say, I am somebody. Say it again. Say, I am somebody. Because I am my father's child. And when you know that, it changes everything. I want to pray with you and for you. Can I do that today? Can I do that? I know some of you want to sing, but we're just going to do, it's my day. Would you bow your heads with me today? And we're going to pray. Father, I know in the same way that you heard Jesus is the same way that you hear us. Jesus, you told us to ask the Father in your name and that we will receive. Lord, today as I stand in front of these beautiful, beautiful people, as I stand in front of those watching online, I don't know their story, God. I don't know their pain. I don't know their difficulty. I don't know their journey. I don't know what brought them here today. I, I, I don't know how they are here today, but I do know that you know. And today in this moment, I ask you that you would hear my prayer for them. That today I stand in the gap for them. 
And I ask you, Father, that you would come and that you'd put your hand on them, that you would heal their brokenness, that you would come and heal their woundedness, that you would come and heal their messes, that you would step into their lives even now. And as the reminder of their natural father, as it brings pain in their life, I pray now that you would replace that picture with a picture of who you are. And that we can say like Jesus said, that you are our father. We can say that you are our Abba father. That you care for us in every moment. And that you care for us to such an extent that you by your spirit wants to heal every broken heart in this room this morning. We trust you now for the holiness of God to fall in the house of God, to come in the people of God so that we might be the sons of God. We trust you now. While every head is bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to ask you to be brave this morning. If you're here today and you say, honey, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. I would just love God to touch me today. I want to relinquish some of the stuff. I want to come out of this prison that I'm in. Would you raise your hand so I can see that, so I can pray with you? Just pop your hand up right high so I can see it. Thank you. Thank you. Just pop it up. Thank you. 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 I see that. Thank you. I see that. Thank you. Thank you. I see that. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? I don't want to embarrass you, but I do want to do something. Anybody else? Just pop it up. If you haven't raised it yet, just say, that's me, Henny. I need God's loving touch today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now listen, I'm going to ask you to do something, man. This, this is going to take another step of courage. It's going to take another step of courage. I would love to just hug you today. That's all. Not going to say long prayers, not going to do all that. I would just love as a father to hug you and tell you that your heavenly father is proud of you. Would you be so gracious for me if you raised your hand or even if you didn't raise your hand, but you would love to have part of this. Would you step out of your seat and would you just come walk to the altar this morning? Would you just do that? Would you just come? Would you be brave enough just to walk? Just let's fill the altar. Can we make one front line, please, guys? Come on, just be comfortable. This is your house. This is your place. Just move them to the side, please, so we can get there. Just want to make one line. So here's what I'm going to do. The worship team is going to sing. And if you're out there in the audience, why don't you participate? These are your brothers and sisters. And they need a touch from the Lord. Why don't you allow us to just come alongside of them and just love on them? Pastor Miranda and I will start on that side and we'll just come and hug you. 
We'll just come and give you a hug if that's okay with you. Let's pray right now. Holy Spirit, you know every story. You know every history. You know every path. You know every journey. And so in Jesus' name, we bring every person in this room. Some of them have suffered abuse. Some of them have suffered lies. And what was done to them was wrong. And so today we come and we step in to that place of their pain. And we come and we ask you, Heavenly Father, that you would supernaturally anoint their lives with freedom and liberty. But as we hug them today, let them receive that hug as not a hug from a man or from a woman, but let them receive that as a hug from you. That you are letting them know that you are proud of them and that you are letting them know that you love them. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you just stretch forth your hands as we minister to them?